We've, we've talked about prayers and, and stories and, and Masajid, okay, but that's still prayers. That is another big topic in the Quran. Is it very obvious? Yeah, very obvious. Like, what's the what's the purpose of life? Yeah, and then if very good, it's a test, and what's going to happen after the test? Very good. So akhirah, right? So akhirah is another big. Yeah, very good. So, what we just talked about are these like most of the things in the Quran. You can say? Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's look, let's look at Fatiha. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So Allah is mentioned in Fatiha or no? Yeah. Yes. Ar-Rahman Rahim, also Allah's name. Yeah. Malik Yawmiddin, what does it talk about? Akhirah. Right? Malik Yawmiddin, what is Yawmiddin? Yawm Al-Qiyamah, right? Yeah. Which is Akhirah, which is the test. And then Iyaka Na'bud, what is that about? All the ibadat, like the prayers, the fasting. Everything. Iyakanistain talks about dua. Ihdina Surat al Mustaqim. Dua again. Surat al Ladina and Amtalim. The path of those who you blessed. What's that talking about? In the past. The path of those. An'amta is a past tense. So it's talking about what? Past stories. Remember the Prophets, Ashab al Kahf. You just mentioned, right? Stories is a big portion of the Quran, right? And then Surat Al-Ladheena and Amta Alayhim are all the past good people. Ghayr Al-Maghdubi Alayhim wa al are all the past bad people. Who are some of the ba- past bad people? Fir'aun. Okay, Fir'aun, bad person. Okay, we don't know about Fir'aun's father. But Fir'aun was a messed up guy, right? And who else? So most of, the, like... Abu Sufyan was like, he turned out to be a good guy actually. He was a bad guy. I don't yeah. Uh, so he had a, yeah, he was arrogant about his money and yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about bad people in the Quran. Adam? Abu Lahab. Yeah, very good. Very good. A whole surah about him, right? Abu Lahab, Fir'aun, And then we have like uh, entire nations, the nation of Ad. Did they believe or disbelieve, most of them? Who were the people of Ad? Yeah, what were their names? Or, or uh, who, the, who was their prophet? I mean. Who is the prophet of Ad? It's three letters in Arabic language. Starts with Ha. No, three letters, man. <laughs> it rhymes with uh, food. Hood, yeah. Okay. So Prophet Hood, his people, most of them disbelieved. Uh, Salih's people, Thamud, most of them disbelieved. Nuh's people, they most of them disbelieved. Yeah. The entire nations, Allah talks about nations who are maghdubi alayhim wa dhalim. So you see how, and if you open Surah Al-Ankabut to answer your question, it's either going to be talking about Allah, or the Day of Judgment, or Risala, or Halal and Haram, or prayers and fasting and Hajj, or stories of the past. Right or no? Yeah. So this way every single Surah of the Quran is 
kind of like linked to Fatiha. So Fatiha is like the um, prerequisite of every other surah. Okay? Yeah. So uh, going back to our lesson now. So last class we talked about Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim And we said that Bismillah is like that secret in the ingredient with which you, if you start anything, Allah will help you in it. It protects you. Yeah. So if you say Bismillah and you eat, you'll be protected with your food. You say, very good. If you say Bismillah and you do your homework, Allah will help you. If you do Bismillah and you do your test, Allah will help you, right? So everything we do, we do in Allah's name. Another tip, you know, like if you go play football, do you get ajr for it? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Or do you only get ajr for praying and reading Quran and fasting? But football, who are you helping with football, man? Okay, I'll, t I'll teach you a trick. If you, say, if you say Bismillah and you remember Allah, that Ya Allah, I want to play football so I can be healthy and fit and strong, then do you get ajr? For every goal you score, for every defense, for every tackle you do, you're getting ajr for every single second on the field. How cool is that? Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Okay, really? Wow. Yeah, and, 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 and Mr. I think the sound is messed up by the way outside. So. Oh, ah, okay. So, football, you can get edger. What about going to school? Can you get edger for it? Yeah. Of course. If, but what's the key thing you say to get edger? Bismillah. Because you're remembering to link it to Allah, right? So, it's, it's as if, you know... Um, you guys all have Wi-Fi in your homes, yep. right? To connect to a new Wi-Fi, what do you have to do? You need to put in the password, right? Once you, have to, once you put the password, what happens? You get the connection, right? Yeah. What's the password to connect with Allah? Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Okay? Uh, uh, anything you do in life, like let's say I'm taking Abdullah out for ice cream. If I go out and I say Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim let's go get some ice cream. Will we get Ejr for eating ice cream together? Yes. Okay? So that's the idea, that's the beauty of our deen. It's not just about praying, fasting, and hajj, and all these things. It's, it's about our whole life, Allah wants us to live. We'll talk about it later, right? But our whole life is for Allah. So is that clear? So that's Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Now, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Malik, Yawm al-Deen. These three ayats are introduction of Allah to us. Okay? Why is Allah introducing Himself to us from the beginning of the Qur'an? And Fatah. Yeah. Very good. So we know who he is. And, and what's the point of knowing who he is? Okay, you get closer to him, then what will happen? When you know Allah, what happens in your heart? You get closer to him and you start? You feel happy and you start? How do you feel towards him? Very good. You start loving him. Okay, you're not you're not afraid of him. Many people they're afraid of Allah. They're afraid that Allah might punish them. Afraid that Allah might you know uh, put them in trouble. Afraid that Allah might be angry with them. Right? That's what Shaitan wants you to think. Okay? Allah doesn't want you to be afraid of him. Allah. That's why he started by introducing himself. That before you start reading the Quran, let me tell you who I am. And what do we start by saying? Alhamdulillah. What, when do we say Alhamdulillah? When we're scared and angry? No, like to say, thank, thank you, right? We're being happy, we're being thankful. It's as if we're telling Allah, thank you for being our Rabb. Yeah, but like we said, like, it's, 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 it
Yes. Exactly. So Alhamdulillah mean two means two things. Thank you Allah and oh Allah you're so amazing. Yeah. Okay? You're so like wow. You know when you say when you see a Lamborghini, what do you say? Wow, wow right? Um, when you see a very nice goal that Messi scores, what do you say? Wow, wow right? So Allah is saying and that's what Alhamd means. When you praise Allah, right? You you thank him and you praise him. Ya Allah, your creation is so amazing. Your stars are so amazing. The, the birds flying, the trees, and your own body, and everything Allah created for you is amazing, okay? So, Alhamdulillah, we start off by saying, Alhamdulillah, thank you Allah for being our Rabbil Alameen, okay? Rabbil Alameen. What does Alameen mean? Yeah, so Alameen basically means everything besides Allah. Everything Allah created is Alameen. Okay, all the worlds. So it includes the human beings, it includes the jinns, includes animals, plants, the universe, the sky, the galaxies, the stars, everything that Allah created is Alameen. So, so what is Rabb Al-Alameen? Now Rabb is the first name that Allah introduces us to Himself, right? So we need to understand what Rabb is. Rabb very, very simply means the one who cares about you, the one who loves you, the one who ensures that you're growing, and the one who keeps giving you gifts and the one who keeps forgiving you. Okay? So this is Rabb, basically. So how do you feel when you learn that Allah is your Rabb? How do you feel towards Him? Exactly. Don't need to be scared. Exactly. Just like your parents, right? Are you scared of your parents? No, right? Why? Because they're, your mother is Rabbat al-Manzil. Your father is Rabbil Bayt. Why? Because he's the one who's taking care of you, providing you food, sending you to school, buying you clothes, buying you PlayStation games. Right? He's taking care of you. He's, he's always forgiving you. Do we make mistakes? Yeah. Yeah. And they forgive us or no? Yeah. Right? Would your mother ever say, Khalas, you, did, you made this mistake, Suleiman? I'm never ever going to talk to you again, Khalas. I don't want to see your face again. Will she ever do that? No, she's going to forgive you after 15 minutes, right? Why? Because they have Rahma, rahma in them. So Allah, His Rahmah to us is like a hundred times more than our parents. He loves us a hundred times more than our parents. He takes, takes care of us a hundred times more than our parents. Okay? So that's what Rabb means. He's taking care of you. But another meaning of Rabb is He has authority over you. So you have to, for your own benefit, live according to His rules. Okay? Why did I say for your own benefit? Because all His rules are for whose benefit? For us, right? So if, we've, if we live by His rules, who's going to benefit? Us. If we live by His rules, are we going to be happy or miserable? And if we don't live by His rules, are we going to be miserable or happy? What does shaitan want our life to be? Miserable. What does Allah want our life to be? Happy. Very good. So, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. You're thanking Allah that you are our Rabb. You're taking care of us. You're providing for us. Yes. Okay. He loved him. Yeah, maybe Allah alam, but he's an amazing person because giving is an amazing part of uh, because who who is the ultimate provider for us? Allah, right? Al-Mu'ti, one of his names is Al-Mu'ti, the one who keeps giving you. Even a rabb means the one who keeps giving you gifts. How do you feel when someone buys you a gift? Yeah. 
Happy, right? And what do you say in return? Thank you. So what do we say in, in Fatiha? Thank you, Allah. Because you keep giving us gifts over and over again. So when we give, we are living by Allah's name. When we give also, just like Allah gives, He likes us to give also. Just like the other name of Allah is Ar-Rahman Rahim, which means what? The one who's always forgiving us, the one who's merciful, right? So when we become merciful to people, what happens? Allah becomes happy, right? Yeah. Because we're living by His name. So... You know how like back in the old days there was a master, very like cruel master who would punish his slave and he would force his slave to work and the slave would not get any salary, right? Is that a cruel relationship or a happy love relationship? Cruel. cruel. Our master, is he like that? No, he's different. He loves us. He cares about us. And by the way, our master also means he owns us. That means he can do whatever he wants to you. Yeah. Do we have any right to complain? Exactly. So like um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, did He decide what your face is going to look like before you were born? Yes. Do you have any say in how, high, how, uh, like how tall you are? Do you have any say on what color your eyes are going to be? What color your hair is going to be? His it's His choice. He's the owner. Can you complain? Ya Allah, why is my hair brown? I should, it should be black. Why am I this tall? I should be this tall. Can you complain? Yes, he would give you. Very good. Yeah. Inshallah. Yes, yes, to make it fair. Because he's very fair. And we'll talk about fairness soon in Maliki Yawmiddin. Because that's all about fair, being fair, right? Um, but very good point. Okay, so he owns us. That means he could do whatever. Can, who decides when we're going to die? Allah. Can we complain? I don't want to die now, Ya Allah. No, we have no sin. So there's, yeah, so there's certain things that Allah has written because He's our Rabb. We have to submit. What does Islam mean? Istislam. You know what Istislam means? Surrendering. You see in the movies when someone holds a, go a gun at someone's point, what does he do? Surrender. Hands up, right? Yeah. Why? Khalas, you're surrendering. Whatever. Now, if, if I hold a gun to your face and I say, uh, you know, I don't know, act like a monkey, are you going to do that? Maybe, and if you're scared of your life, right? Why? Because khalas, you're sur you've surrendered. Whatever I say, you do. Similarly, the master, of course, he doesn't he scare us. Out of love, he's telling us, I'm, I know what's best for you. I created you. So submit yourself to me. I'll give you the happiness and freedom that you want in your life. Okay? But when we submit to him, when you surrender to Allah, that's called Islam. Okay? And do we surrender out of fear or out of force or out of love? Love. It's all out of love. Okay. There's freedom of choice in this. You choose to surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. So that's why we say iyyaka na'bud. What does iyyaka na'bud mean? Only you do we worship. Okay. And we'll talk about ibadah. But what does iyyaka mean? It means, oh Allah, I choose to do it out of my own willingness. I'm not being forced to do it. I, out of my own willingness, I'm choosing to worship you alone. Why? Because you are my Rabb and I love you. Right? You've been, you've been doing so much for me and you are Ar-Rahman Rahim. You keep forgiving me every time we mess up. You keep forgiving me. Does Allah keep forgiving us all the time? Yeah, yeah. Do we mess up all the time? Does, like, every time you lie, does some, like, like knife come flying from the sky and chop your tongue off? 
Every time you look at something bad, does some bird come flying down from the sky and, and poke your eyes out? This is life. We have to make mistakes. And Allah is Ar-Rahman Rahim. He's always forgiving, right? He's always merciful. Um, of course, we have to learn from our mistakes also, right? You can't just keep making the same mistakes and expect Allah to forgive you, right? Because you know what? Sometimes if you're too kind, what do people do to you? They take advantage of you, yeah. right? That's why Allah balanced Rahman Rahim with what Malik Yawmiddin. That yes, Allah is merciful and kind, but don't forget He's also Malik Yawmiddin. Don't forget that there is Day of Judgment. Don't forget that you are accountable also. Okay? So, in a way, we are in a test. Allah is reminding us yes, I'll forgive you. You make mistakes, I'll forgive you. But don't forget that you're in a test. And, and when you're in a test, do you want to pass or fail? We all want to pass, right? Allah is reminding us to be a bit serious also in Maliki Yawmiddin. So when you say Maliki Yawmiddin, you become what? You remind yourself, Oh Allah, I'm in a test, I need to pass. I need to be truthful. I need to, be, I need to have good manners. I need to do whatever you say. Because it's, it's, it's in my own benefit. Can I say I'll do whatever I want? No, right? Because you just said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Now, very important point. If Allah is the Rabb, what does Rabb mean in English? Master. Master, right? And the master, if Allah is the master, who are we? We are the slaves. Okay. And uh, is it a nice word, slave, by the way? Most people don't like it. Why? It's like a humiliation, right? That you're a slave. You're, you're worth nothing, right? But guess what? In the eyes of Allah, this title of slave is the highest honor you can get. It's higher than being, like, you know, in the worldly titles, you have king, you have president, you have doctor, right? What's the highest honor you can get? Abd. Okay, when you become Abdullah, right? That's the highest honor. It's the lowest place on earth, but it's the highest in front of Allah. That's why when we go in sujood, what do we say in sujood? Subhana Rabbi A'la. Listen to the word, Subhana Rabbi, oh, oh Allah, you're so amazing, you're my master, and you are the highest. And where are we on the ground? In the lowest position. We are in the lowest position, because can you get lower than the ground with your forehead? Like your face is on the ground. Can you get lower than this? No, right? Can you, get more, can you have more humility than this? So you're like putting the most precious part of your face on the ground and saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Ya Allah, I'm the lowest, I'm your abd, and you're the highest, you're my master. Okay, that's why Allah also, when He t talks about His Prophet, وسلم, Muhammad, وسلم, He calls him abd, abdullah. Okay, abdihi, it's an honor. Okay, so in the worldly sense, people don't like slave, but for us, do we have to be people of arrogance and, and uh, pride, or should we be humble and we should have humility in front of Allah? Humility, yeah. You know what? People who are arrogant, people who show off, people who think they're better than others, who, do they, who are they following? Who was the first person to have this arrogance? Shaitan, Iblis, right? Because when Allah told him to do sajda to Adam, what did he say? I'm not going to do sajda to Adam. I'm better than him. That's a sign of what? It's a sign of pride and ego, okay? When you think you're better than others, when you think you're smarter than others, when you think that you are more good-looking than others, when you think that you have more money than others, that's a sign of what? Shaitan. That's called pride. It's called arrogance. Kibr.
Okay? You know what the Prophet said about arrogant people? You guys know what an atom is? The Prophet ﷺ in a hadith, he said that whoever has even an atom's weight of arrogance in his heart, he will not enter Jannah. See, see how dangerous it is? Because everyone's, everyone's equal. Yeah, except with your heart, your taqwa, your iman, right? No one's perfect. Very good. So, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Rahim. But don't take advantage of Allah's mercy, right? Don't forget that you, there's a test also. So, Malik Yawmuddin. Okay, it's a balance between... Yes, Allah, we want your forgiveness, but at the same time, if we mess up, we're going to be held accountable. Right or no? You know, on the Day of Judgment, what's going to talk? Or who's going to talk? Are you going to be able to talk? You know who's going to talk? Yeah. Our body parts will talk. Your tongue will talk and it will say, uh, I said this, I said that. Your eyes will talk. I saw this, I saw that. Your hands will talk. Your feet will talk. Imagine. So that's where accountability comes, right? We have to always remember Allah is watching us every single, every single second of the day. Allah is hearing every single word we say. Allah knows where we go. Allah knows what we do. Even when our parents have locked us in our rooms, who's watching us? Allah is there, yeah. And does Allah sleep, by the way? Your parents sleep, right? And when they sleep, you can do whatever you want in your room. But who doesn't sleep? Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyu al-qayyum You know Surah Al-Ayat Al-Kursi La ta'akhudhu sinatun wa lanum He never sleeps And sinna means like He doesn't doze off like that even for a split second He doesn't even blink, right? He's always watching But again, why am I telling you this? To make you afraid of Allah? No What I'm trying to tell you is Shaitan wants you to forget that Allah is watching When he makes you forget that Allah is watching What do we end up doing? Mistakes We do bad things, right? What does Allah want us to do? Always remember Him Okay? So let's move on. So Malik Yawmuddin is about accountability, right? Yeah. By the way, let me tell you also this. You want a summary of the entire Qur'an? Okay. I can give you one sentence that will be a summary of the entire Qur'an. Yes. And you need to memorize this, okay? The summary of the entire Qur'an is accept Allah as your master and accept yourself as his slave. Is that amazing? What is it? Yes, accept yourself as his slave. Okay? When you do this, that's the summary of the entire Qur'an. This is the message all the prophets came with. Accept Allah as your master, accept yourself as a slave. All the Qur'an is about this. Because when you accept Allah as your master and accept yourself as your slave, will you be living a happy life? Yeah. Yes, because you're always under the constant care of who? Allah, Allah right? And are you obeying him or disobeying him? Obeying, obeying him. You're disobeying shaitan, right? So that is the, that's his Salat al-Mustaqim, which we'll talk about later. But now, remember I said Ar-Rab means he constantly gives you, he loves you, he cares about you. Then he told you there is Maliki Yawmuddin, there is Day of Judgment, it's a test. Now what's the most fair thing to do when you have a test? What does a teacher, let's say you have a really fair and loving teacher, and he's telling you there is an exam coming up for chemistry. What do you ask the teacher for? What's coming on the test. test? What do I have to study to pass the test? test right or no? Yeah. That's what's coming up next. That's, what did Allah give us to answer this question? Quran, right? Quran. So when so we say, Ya Ya Allah, 
I'm willing to, Yaqan Abr is like signing on the contract that, Ya Allah, you're my master, I'm your slave. I agree. Who's signing? Is anyone forcing you to sign? Is your, are your parents forcing you to sign? Does Allah want you to forcefully sign it? No, He wants you to be convinced that, yes, it makes sense. Allah loves me, He cares about me, He wants the best for me, He wants me to go to Jannah. By the way, Allah created a house in Jannah for every single human being since you were born. Did you know this? Every single human being, Allah created a house in Jannah for you. So Allah, does He want us to burn in hell or, or go to Jannah? Yeah, okay. So therefore, yeah, they were born, every single person is born a Muslim. So you have a name, uh, you have a house in Jannah with your name on it. Now the question is, who earns it though? You got to earn it, right? By passing the test. Not everyone will pass the test though. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so shaitan is like a test from Allah. Yeah, he's there to trick us. Uh, he's there to make us sleep. He's there to make us forget Allah, right? And it's a test, right? Otherwise, it would be boring. Like imagine playing a video game with no challenges. Yeah. Would it be boring or fun? Or boring, right? Nothing. Imagine playing football with no opponent. Mm, you just go score the goal, one, two, yeah. three, four goals, yeah. ten goals. So boring, right? Yeah. So when you have an opponent, it makes life interesting. Who's our opponent in life? Oh. Shaitan, right? And uh, so that's the game. So, you're signing on the contract of what? Master-slave contract. Okay? You're signing. But whose help do we need now? We need Allah's help. With what? To tell us how to pass this, this exam, right? So what do we say after Iyakanabud? Iyakanasta'een. Oh Allah, we need your help. And you know, nasta'een doesn't mean, Oh Allah, I'm eating popcorn. I need your help. Please help me. What does nasta'in? Isti'ana means that you, you work hard, you try your best, and you seek help. Okay? Yeah, like tawakkul. You have to do your part though. You can't say, Allah, I want to pass the test, please. And you don't, you don't study. If you don't study, are you going to pass the test? So isti'ana means what? Isti'in means, I study for the test, but then I ask Allah for help. Now, you know, the arrogant person, what does he do? He says, no, I'll study for the test and I'm smart enough to pass the exam. I don't need Allah's help. Yeah, that's, not good. that's not good, right? So you need to balance between doing your part and asking Allah for help, okay? So doing our part is iyaka na'bud. Asking Allah for help is what? Iyaka nasta'in. Now, what is the most valuable thing we need Allah's help in? Passing the test, right? That's the most important thing in our life. So what do we need? To pass the test, we need guidance, directions, right? You want to go from here to Dubai by car. What do you need in your car? GPS system, right? Guidance system, right? Exactly, to know the way. If you don't have a guidance system, where will you end up probably? Probably going to get lost, Oman or, or, or maybe Kuwait, right? So you need a GPS system. What's our GPS system? Quran. Guidance, right? So what's the next thing we ask for after Iyaka Nasta'een? Ihdina Sirat al-Mustaqeem We want Hidayah, Huda Huda is another name for the Qur'an So we're asking Allah for directions to what? To Jannah, right? And which Jannah? There's Jannah in Akhirah and there's a Jannah in Dunya, by the way ah, What's the Jannah of Dunya? Who can tell us? Happiness, inner peace, success do you all want to be happy or no? Yeah. 
Do you all want inner peace? Yeah. Do you all want to be successful? Yeah. Do you all want like a nice life with nice job, nice business, nice car, nice house? Yes or no? That's Jannah of Dunya. What does Shaitan want for you? He wants Jahim of Dunya for you. What's the Jahim of Dunya? Stress, anger, poverty, misery, disease. He wants you to feel what? Sorry? Pain. Yeah, very good. Pain. He wants you to go through pain. All sorts of pain. Pain could be sadness. Pain could be anger. Pain could be physical like diseases. Right? It could be pain with your uh, relationships. Right? Allah doesn't want you to go through pain. Allah wants you to be happy. Okay? So what's the GPS system to be to have Jannah in dunya and akhirah? Quran. If we connect to the Quran and we stick to the Quran and we use it, we will, inshallah, Jannah of dunya and the Jannah of Akhirah. So it's like a win-win situation. Okay? Yes? All of you want to win-win? Right? Does anyone want to lose-lose? No, shaitan wants you to lose-lose. Okay? And, and those people who are, who, let's say you have a GPS system in your car but you don't use it, and you're trying to go to Dubai but you don't use it. You end up in Kuwait. What do you call that person? Look, imagine some guy has a GPS system in the car. He wants to go to Dubai. He ends up in Kuwait. What do you call him? He didn't use the GPS system. What do you call him? No. He wants to go to Dubai. He's stupid, right? He's dumb and stupid. Like, come on, man. Just switch it on. It'll take you to where you want to go. It's right there. It's in your car. And what more do you want, right? If you don't use it, you're stupid. Now, do we all have access to the Quran? No. No or yes? In our phones. Do we have a Quran, Mus'haf in our phones? Do we have internet and Google? And so now, if we don't use the GPS system Allah has given us to get Jannah and Dunya and Akhirah, who do we blame? Now, another question. Are most people using that GPS system for their life? They're busy doing what? PlayStation, movies, games. I'm not saying that stuff is haram. I'm just saying we are lost, right? Yeah. And that's Allah will tell us. What's the name of lost in Fatiha? غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. So dalin means lost. Those who are lost. Okay. Why are they lost? Because they aren't using the GPS system Allah gave us, the, the Qur'an, right? Yeah. And so, المستقيم. Why did Allah call it Sirat Al-Mustaqeem? This path of guidance, this path of Jannah, of Dunya and Akhirah, why is it Sirat Al-Mustaqeem? Because Sirat means straight path. Is straight path easy or difficult? Easy. Straight, right? Can you get lost in it? No. You can't get lost, right? Is it simple or complicated? Simple. Is it easy or difficult? Easy. easy. That's Surat al-Muslim. That's the path of the Quran. Now, what do most people do? Because they're not using a GPS system, you end up getting lost, right? You take a right, left, right, left, and your life becomes complicated. You get lost. And when you get lost, how do you feel? You get stressed out, right? You get upset. You get angry. Why? Because you're wasting time. 
You're wasting time, you're, you're wasting money, you're, your patrol is finishing and you're getting lost and you're stupid because you're not using this GPS system, right? And many people, they have a GPS system in the car, but they don't know how to use it. Yeah. Very good. Exactly, exactly. And what's the first ayah that Allah revealed to us? Iqra. Iqra. What does that mean? That means read your GPS system, read this guidance, right? Use it. Exactly, that's what it means. Use it. Don't say, I don't know how to read, uh, I'm dumb. Don't say that. No, read. Believe in yourself. Say Bismillah. Iqra Bismi Rabbik. Say Bismillah and start reading, asking, questions, thinking, right? Allah wants us to, us to be the smartest people on earth. Okay, so now we finished. So we signed the document. What's the si signature? Iyaka Na'bud. But is it going to be easy or difficult? We need whose help? Allah's help. So Iyaka Nasta'een. Oh Allah, I'm signing I'm the document, but I need your help. And then when we need Allah's help, then what do we say? What's the most precious thing we need to, to live in the Jannah of dunya and akhirah? Guidance. That comes in which ayah? Okay. That, so, you know, Fatiha is basically, the summary of Fatiha is this dua. Because when you have guidance, you have everything. When you don't have guidance, you have nothing. Okay. When you have guidance, you have everything. When you have guidance, you will remember that you are the slave and Allah is the master. When you have no, no guidance, then you will think you are the master. Right? Then you will think, I want, I'm the master, I'll do whatever I want. I don't want to listen to Allah, I don't want this Qur'an business. Uh, Kefi, I'll do whatever I want. Is that guidance or misguidance? Misguidance, okay? That's the life of hell, because now you're going to be a slave to your own desires. You're not a slave to Allah, you're a slave to own desires, okay? And you know, many people, they, this concept of freedom, I'll talk about freedom very br briefly. What does freedom mean? Do we all want freedom? Yes. We all love freedom, right? Yes. Now when you worship Allah, do you get... Or not worship Allah, when you worship yourself and you do whatever you feel like doing, do you have freedom or no you think? Shaitan tricks you and says, yes, that is freedom. Shaitan says, this, if you become a slave of Allah, you become like in a jail. But if you stay away from Allah, you'll be free, you can drink... You can smoke cigarettes, you can uh, do drugs, you can drink alcohol, you can watch any filthy thing you want. You're free to do all these things. Is that really freedom? No. You, know what, you know what happens? You become a slave to drugs then. You become a slave to alcohol, you become a slave. It's controlling you. All these things become your idols. Hidden idols in your heart. That's the shirk, the hidden shirk. When you associate par part, hidden partners with Allah, right? What's true freedom? When you break all these idols and you say, I will only worship Allah. That is true freedom. Then you're free. You're, a cigarette's not going to control you. Right? Your girlfriend's not going to control you. Alcohol's not going to control you. Because Allah is there and you only submit to Him. Because see, every single human being needs to worship something. If you don't worship Allah, you are going to worship other things. Maybe that's you know, something bad. Maybe you worship yourself. Whatever I want, I do. Okay? Self-worship, that's cool. Pack a game. Pack a game, yeah. Like, if you're in the middle of the mission, like you finish the mission, you go to three modes. Okay. And if you don't do the rules of the mission, then you can't go to three modes. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Explain that again. This is cool. Okay. Like what kind of game, man? What kind of game is this? Give me an example, man. Okay. So it's Gran Turismo car driving. Anything. Okay. Okay, so that's this game, yeah? You have to do a mission. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. And then in free mode, what do you do? Then you're free. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's very a good example because life is like these missions, right? Yeah. Allah gave us the GPS system, the Quran. Finish your missions, and then where do we have free, total free mode? Where is the end? In life, where is the end? It's Jannah, right? The real Jannah is free mode. That's where you really party. Everything is halal, right? Nothing is haram in Jannah. You can do whatever you want. Okay, that's the real party. Okay. But even in dunya, by the way, can you still enjoy yourself and be in free mode in dunya? Yeah. Absolutely. Because like everything is hal halal, right? Except for what? Except for alcohol. Orange juice is halal. Watermelon juice is halal. Water is halal. Everything is halal, right? So you can still enjoy. Can you still have relations with, with girls as boys? Yes or no? Yeah. Obviously, right? What do you have to do? You just have to sign a contract, get married, khalas. Then can you do and enjoy anything you want with your wife? Yes or no? Yeah. Of course, yes. It's, Allah made it halal, so it's not like a jail. Yani. Islam, being a slave of Allah is not like a jail. You can still eat amazing food, you can drink amazing things, you can enjoy your spouse, right? Your wife or husband, whatever. You can travel, you can do any halal, halal business, right? You can, can you become a millionaire and still be a slave of Allah? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So you can be successful in dunya. Can you drive a really nice car? Can you drive a Ferrari and still be a slave of Allah? Yeah. Of course, right? Exactly, right? So you can enjoy life and, and life for you will be amazing, inshallah, right? So you can still be free also in, in dunya. It's not just about free mode in akhirah. It's also free mode in dunya, but within the boundaries of who? And why are these boundaries there? To keep us happy. It's not like Allah has a stick and He's waiting for us to make a mistake and boom. Right? Allah doesn't want to punish us. Allah put the rules for us to keep us happy. It's for our own benefit, right? Is Allah going to benefit anything from us following His rules? No. Allah doesn't need us to follow His rules. Who needs to, who, who needs to follow His, his rules? We need, because it's for our own benefit. If we drink alcohol, if we do drugs, if we steal, whose life is going to be miserable? Our own life, right? So it's our own, for our own loss. Exactly. And that's what shaitan wants. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're not happy with what Allah gave you. Exactly. So, and then the most precious dua we make is Now, you know what's amazing about this? When you ask your parents for like something new, like what's, what's something you want to get for Eid? Give me an example. A new gift you want for Eid. 
Okay, so let's say, do you have it yet or no? Okay, you have a segue. Um, let's say you don't have a segue. What's the best way to ask for a segue? I do you just go to your mom and say, Mom, I want a segue now, now, now. What do you do? And how do you, how do you, let's, let's say your mom is going to buy it for you. How do you deal with your mom? So there has to be respect also, right? You yeah. can't just say, Mom, I want a Segway now. Give yeah. me your credit card. Yeah, right? like we said, like, when you want to it, don't let them. Yeah, okay, thank you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. So what's the segue in Surah Al-Fatiha? Yes, the guidance, the GPS system. Okay, remember, what's the segue in Surah Al-Fatiha? Yeah. Guidance. It's guidance. That's the dua we want to make. Now, did we did Allah start Surah Al-Fatiha with Ihdina Salat Mustaqim with the dua? What did we start by doing? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, Rahim. We're praising Allah, Malik Yawmuddin. I'm your, I'm your slave, you're my master. What are we doing? We're expressing our love and we're, we're having good manners with who? Allah. And then we ask. Yeah. You see, Allah's teaching us how to make dua. Don't just ask rudely. No, no, no. Be nice to him. Have those, that night's habit. Uh, praise Allah. Express your love for him. And then you ask. You see how amazing, you see now the structure of Fatiha? Yeah? yeah. So, Mustaqim, this is like the core dua. How many times do we ask for it every day? How many times are we reading it every day? How many prayers are there every day? Yeah, so there's five, five daily prayers, right? And each, each prayer, there's different rak'at, right? And each rak'ah you're going to read Surah Al-Fatiha. So the total number of rak'ahs, if you're praying five times a day, is 17. Yeah, the ma'udat and the nawafil, that's different. But let's say you're just reading the five daily prayers, right? What's the minimum number of times you're making this dua? 17. Wow, why 17 times? Like, if you, you don't go to your mom 17 times and say, Mom, I want a segue. Mom, I want a segue. Please, I want a segue. A segue, a segue, a segue. Why did Allah make us keep repeating this dua 17 times? But when, when you ask, keep asking for something, we keep nagging, what does that mean? Very good. Number one, you're desperate. Okay, so it's showing that attitude of being desperate for the, the thing, which is what in this case? In, in, in Deen? No, it's, what's the GPS system? The Qur'an, okay? So Allah is teaching us what our attitude should be with the Qur'an. We should be desperate in understanding this book. We should be desperate in seeking directions for Jannah in this world and Jannah in the Akhirah from this book. Now the reality are, are, are most people desperate when it comes to reading and understanding the Quran? No. So it's just lip service, right? We're saying Ihdina Salatu Mustaqeen, Ihdina Salatu Mustaqeen. We're not actually like understanding Exactly, we're not understanding. Does it defeat the purpose or no? It does, right? It's, it's, what's the point of saying it if you don't mean it? Right? So 
we, we inshallah, as you were studying the surah, when you recited it in, in Fatiha, what should you think when you say Ihtina Salat Mustaqim next time? Stop and think about what you just said. Do I really want guidance? Do I really want this book to be my guide, to give me a happy and successful life in dunya and free mode in akhirah? Right? We have to be, otherwise, who are we kidding? If we say it but we don't mean it, who are we kidding? Ourselves and who else? Allah, right? When you, when you say something you don't mean to Allah, is that disrespectful? Yes. Yes. Exactly, yeah. You know what? If you say you want guidance but you really don't want guidance, what's that called? <laughs> lying. You're lying. Who are you lying to? How messed up is that, right? That's pretty messed up, Yani. It's Allah, right? Yeah. It's not like lying to your friend or like your parents or your teacher. Big deal, right? Yeah. Does he know that you're lying, by the way? Yeah. Because yeah. he knows inside out. He knows you inside out, right? So again, when you say, Ya Allah, I really mean it. You have to like internalize this. Ya Allah, I really am desperately seeking your guidance. And why else do we keep asking for it? There's another point here. Why else? And we'll end with this today. One, one to show him that you're desperate. We said that. Yeah, you're so okay. So you're desperate, but there's another very important reason why you have to keep asking for it through different times of the day. Think about it. Think about it. Why are we doing it through different times of the day? Fajr, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. Ah, close. Protect you from what? Very shaitan, right? So shaitan, yeah. Who wants? you to get off the Surat Al-Mustaqeem? Shaitan. And is he going to give up on you? Does Shaitan go to sleep by the way? No, he never. So do we have to keep asking Allah to stay on the straight path? Yeah. yeah. Because Shaitan, you know where Shaitan is sitting by the way? Yeah. Shaitan says in the Quran, لَا أَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ صِرَاطَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ That Ya Allah, I'm going to sit firmly on the straight path. Why is shaitan sitting on the straight path? To throw us off the track, basically. Yeah, like he's waiting for us and then we're running to Exactly. Exactly. Not just block, he wants to push you off the track. So that's why we're reminding ourselves of the danger of shaitan and the importance of staying on the track. Because if, if, if you don't use that direction, that GPS system, what's going to happen? You're going to get lost, right? And so... Can you say I'm going to switch off the GPS system just for the first hour and then the next nine hours, I'm, I don't need the GPS system. Can you say that? If you do that, are you going to end up in Dubai? You used it for like one hour only, but the, it's, it's a 10-hour trip. There's still more left, right? The journey is not complete. Very good. So can you switch off the, the GPS system at any point? What's going to happen? There's a risk of what? Getting lost. Same thing with the Quran. Can we switch it off and say, oh, we don't need Quran for 11 months. We just need Quran in Ramadan. 
or we just need Ramadan uh, on Fridays when we read Surah Al-Kahf and the rest of the Quran we don't need it. If we, if we have that attitude, what's going to happen in our life? Are we going to be guided or are we going to be lost? Lost. So you see the importance of this Quran and the importance of this message and the danger of shaitan. That's why Allah teaches us, keep asking for guidance, keep asking, keep asking, keep coming on track. So it's, it's, it's as if, you know, you just prayed Fajr, two rak'ah, you came on track, right? You remembered. Who's going to make you forget between Fajr and Dhuhr to stay on the track? Shaitan. And then Dhuhr time comes, what do you remember again? Come back on? Come back on track, switch on the GPS again. So you come back on track, you have some fuel now, and then between Dhuhr and Asr, who's going to get you off track? Shaitan. And then Asr time comes, you remind yourself, turn the GPS on again. Yeah. Is Asr only important or? All of them, right? Because you need the directions at all point of time, right? So if the one who doesn't pray, miskeen. The one who doesn't pray five times a day, he's miskeen. Why? He's always off track. He doesn't get that reminder, right? As believers, we need that reminders at least five times a day. Imagine someone who doesn't pray. He's always lost. He's always like in his own world, right? He has no clue where he's going. Is that risky or no? Yeah. yeah. So now, now do we have to wait for, last thing, do we have to wait for our parents to force us to pray and remind us to pray? Because who wants to be on track, you or, or your parents? It's for your own benefit, right? So you need to yourself put the alarm on. Okay, I need to get up. I need that. I need to get back on track. And by the way, maybe your parents are sleeping. You need to go out and wake them up then. Yeah. Right? Because do you want them also to be on the right track or do you want them to be on the wrong track? Why? Why? Why don't you want them to get lost? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and plus you love your parents, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you have a nice mango, yummy mango. What do you want to do then? You just enjoyed it. What's the next thing? Your mom's sitting right there. Mom, try this. It's amazing, right? You want her to try it also. When you see a nice movie, what do you do next after the movie? You call your friends and say, guys, did you see that movie? It was yeah. so awesome, right? So it's human nature to share things that we enjoy. Why do you think I'm doing this dars? Why? I mean, who are you guys? Yeah, but why, why do I even bother? I could go up and sleep and enjoy and... Ah, yeah. Because you know, you're like my children, right? And... Um, uh, Allah and the Prophet want us to be teachers and, and to be, you know, is the messenger alive now or no? Is Rasulullah alive now? He died, right? Yeah. How many years ago? 14,000, I mean 1438 years ago, right? We're in 1438 now, right? He didn't die in I mean, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, minus six, uh, minus. So he died for nearly 1,400 years ago, okay? Okay? Yep. But 
what, did, what responsibility did he give the Muslims after he died? Ah, so we are now the messengers of the messenger of Allah. And every single one of you should be the messenger of the messenger of Allah in your school, in your homes, with your cousins, with your friends. And I'm the messenger of Allah, or astaghfirullah, I'm the messenger of the messenger of Allah in my family, in my community, on YouTube, on Facebook, in whatever capacity, right? Yes. Yes or no? So that's, that's the game. It's because we love each other and we want all of us to be in the Jannah of dunya and the Jannah of akhirah. It's a win-win situation. Okay? So just a quick summary. What's the summary of the entire Quran? Accept Allah as your master. And what's the most precious thing we ask for in Salah? Guidance, the GPS system, guidance, guys, okay? Remember that. Who wants you to get off track? Shaitan. Very good. So inshallah, next week we'll see you again with the conclusion of Surah Al-Fatiha and then we'll do a, a, an in-depth kind of more overview, inshallah, of Fatiha. But what's the practice, what's the homework for you guys? Not just stay on the track. When you recite this surah in your salah, are you guys, you guys must be praying nowadays, right? Yes, think about what you're saying. Stop. Don't just say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Don't do that. That's, that's, you're, you're kidding yourself, right? Stop and say Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Stop and think about what you're saying. And this is, of course, if you're at home, right? If you're praying in the masjid, you can't tell them, Imam, Imam, stop, stop. You can't do that, right? So when you're praying alone, <laughs> think about what you say. Internalize it and wallahi you will experience an amazing amazing salah. It'll be like you just met with Allah And is there a better meeting than meeting Allah? Yeah. Meeting with your creator. So I'll see you next week inshallah Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Have any questions? Yeah I didn't say that Rasul said Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. Uh, depends on your intention, right? Yeah. No, I mean, it depends on your intention. You could drive a Ferrari and you could keep saying, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, thank you Allah for this car. And you're, you're being thankful with it. But if you say, you know, you're driving a Ferrari and you're looking out and you're saying, guys, check out my Ferrari and you're taking selfies with your Ferrari and you're posting on Facebook and guys, check out my Ferrari and I have two Ferrari. That's showing off. So it's, how, your attitude, right? Arrogance is an attitude. It's not things. You could wear nice clothes. You could drive a nice car. But what's your attitude? Are you humble? Are you thanking Allah with that? Do you feel you're superior to others with that? Or do you feel that you're Abdullah, right? If you feel I'm better than others because I have a Ferrari and he has a Corolla, that's pride. But if you say, Alhamdulillah, I have a Ferrari and I'm going to help and I'm going to give charity and I'm going to feed the poor and I'm going to support the orphans and I'm going to build schools and hospitals, then that's what, that's good, right? Because yeah. okay. people like Sahaba, like Abu Bakr Siddiq, Uthman Radhaan, Abdurrahman bin Auf, these Sahaba, they were the billionaires of the time. Yeah, so they were, they were pretty wealthy people. Yeah. But they didn't have wealth in their heart. What did they have in their heart? Allah, right? Allah doesn't want your car to be in your heart. Because, you know, if, if money is in your heart and the money goes, what's going to happen to you? You're going to have a? Heart attack. 
right? But if money is just in your pocket and someone steals it, it's okay, because who's in your heart? Allah. Allah. And can anyone take Allah out of your heart? But can anyone take your money from you? Yes. Yeah, you could lose it. There could be a fire in your factory. Someone could steal your money, right? Yes. But Allah, when He's in your heart, you have everything. You have nothing to lose. Everything to gain. That's yes. true freedom. And that's part of freedom also. Not being attached to money or your car or, you know, your house or your... Just attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright, so you guys get going, inshallah. You have uh, futur to catch. Alright, see you, see you next week, inshallah. Yalla, salam.